0: FYLP is sponsored by CapturedPrey.com. Visit CapturedPrey.com today for all your import and third-party Transformers needs and save even more through the Captured Prey Loyalty Program. You can also save on shipping on domestic orders of $150 or more. See website for details. CapturedPrey.com
1: Great toys, great prices, great service. In a cold, far away world. A battle is raging between evil and good. From the stone. Uh, her here. Welcome to Transformers for your listening pleasure. TFYLP room room for room short. Room Join us and discuss the latest in Transformers room. fandom. Now, where did I own. put that chorus star? Ratchet, will take the chorus the star? The
2: Hello everyone and welcome to TFYLP, episode number two ninety-eight, recorded August twenty-fifth, twenty eighteen. I'm your host Ron Land, aka Weird Wolf. Along with me this evening is Sean McGinnis. Hello. Peter Chavez. Hello. Robert Simmons. Yo. And Rick Alvarez. Greetings, people of Earth. <laughs> Hope everybody's having a having a great week this week. Uh uh. It's been a long one for me, but uh, aren't they all. Uh hope everybody uh is looking forward to this episode. Uh if you're familiar with the luck of the draw, uh we had one, I believe, episode two sixty eight. Uh so it's been several weeks ago. We planned on trying to do these at least once a month, but uh as you know, everybody knows, I got sick and that kind of threw all that out of the way and we used a lot of pre records and well uh, we're going to do another luck of the draw tonight. Uh, we'll explain that a little bit uh, later, uh, and then we're also before we talk about that, we're going to talk just a little bit about uh, junkers and fixing up uh, your toys with uh, spare parts and other uh, other toys. Um, you know, it's like say if you have a, a, a G one huffer that's missing a leg, uh, and you have another huffer that's missing an arm but he has a perfectly good leg you know a lot of people will will fix toys that way i remember back in the day uh i had two uh skydives and with the way the g1 aerial bots were their arms were kind of on like a little mini ball peg with a little little uh little plastic piece that came out and connected to the arm well that plastic piece on one of my skydives uh broke off. And then the very first skydive that I had, the head broke off, uh, inside a silver bolt. Uh, so I had a headless skydive and I had an armless skydive. So just kind of took him apart and made a complete skydive and was all happy again. So uh, we'll, we're going to be talking a little bit about that. Um, you know, the how to's and the where's and things like that. We got some experience here on the, uh, on the show and, uh, we'll talk about that, and then move on into the luck of the draw. The luck of the draw will take up the bulk of the episode, uh, because that's just darn fun. As if, you know, fiction toys isn't fun, but it is. But before we do that, uh, there's a little thing that we do once in a while called Ouch My Wallet. Uh, Rick, you said you had something you wanted to talk about? Yeah? What?
3: Uh, oh! I I thought we weren't doing that, but, yeah, you know... Well, what?
2: I was just going to give you a give you a one shot there.
3: I was really happy. I I got a couple of the St. Louis uh, mini bots, uh, and now I have uh, two sealed. Uh, this is a Cliff Jumper. I have a Bron somewhere. I haven't seen them in a few years. And I got I got these two guys as well: Gears and a Bumblebee. Ooh. If you have any extras of these, please. I'm looking, always looking.
0: I will check my bins. I have. Extras and, of random stuff everywhere.
3: And uh, I broke down and I brought an Admiral at for three bucks. It's a trap. Just so I can have him on my desk. I don't collect black figures for Star Wars, uh, but for three bucks, I could not pass.
2: You don't collect black Adgar figures. Black You're bar. racist. <laughs> but, no, um, the. Uh, Akbar, you said you the, there was a whole palette of those,
3: yeah. There was a whole pallet of these just Akbar, and I think like maybe like two or three rows Tico figures.
2: Tico, Tico. Uh, well, uh, keeping it short, do uh, each of you guys have a have another ouch my wallet, or do you just want to? I know Robert said he had some real quick,
4: yeah. I got uh, Got masterpiece Dinobot in from captured prey, which also came along with a couple of XTB toys. We got Toro came in and uh, Crackup finally, which is just amazing. Mm-hmm. Really damn good. Really impressed with this guy. Toro not as much. It gets the job done. But-
2: <laughs> I'm I, I'm sad that he didn't get any Hellions in. I'm gonna I'm gonna look for one at TF Con. How uh, uh, are you gonna I, do I, reviews of those figures? Uh, yeah, I've got
4: uh, I've got uh, something scripted out right now for the X-Transbots cars. Jeez. Uh, looking forward it's to, be, Rob.
3: It's I, going I to be Rob. It's going to be Rob, different. Rob, I figured out who you look like, and now I can't get the sight out of my head. You look like Baron Corbin.
2: He doesn't know wrestlers.
3: Ah. Do you see it, Duran? You know what I'm talking about? He,
2: yeah, with red hair, a little bit. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Now he's looking up Baron Corbin. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna. Uh, eh. Now he's gonna come back and he goes, nah, eh. He's tall like him too. So, uh, Peter, do you uh, you have something you want to mention real quick?
0: Oh, just real quick. They haven't come in yet, but I purchased yesterday because my brain was screaming at me. I got a, a box six train and a box six liner. Ooh, so oh, very nice. Yeah. Yay, they're coming. Finally, nice. My birthday's in two weeks, so I'm expecting a pile of stuff from my family. Expecting,
2: it's gonna be good. I I can expect all I want, but half the time I don't get.
0: <laughs> They've been really consistently good on delivering. Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm excited.
2: I, I'm I'm actually kind of disappointed. I don't usually get a lot of lot of toys as as a gift. You know, it's like. Once in a blue moon, I, I, I'm not lucky in that way. Especially for my family, they they don't do that. Period.
3: Yeah, my I, my I, wife hates my toys, but
2: I've told them not to
3: <clears throat>
4: buy me Transformers because I'm already going to have it. Or like, how are they going to know what I have and don't have? They don't understand the hobby. So yeah. I have, yeah, I have
0: really specific lists set up. And like, she'll tell me not to buy from a certain category of don't buy from this list or this list. And I'm okay. I won't. And there's other stuff I can work on over here. So it works.
2: It's like yeah. at Christmas time. I have my girlfriend, she's like, I have no idea what to get you and everything. And I'm like, I'm like, you know what I like. And she's like, well, I don't know what you have and what you don't have. And I'm like, okay, there's a little fat dude up in uh, Louisville. His name is Orson. Contact him <laughs> and see what I have not paid for yet at the store. <laughs> and I said, "There's usually a lengthy list. <laughs> just ask him." And no, she won't.
1: She didn't. Yeah, my did wife want. just lets me go willy-nilly. <laughs> she says, like, "Buy what you want. is from me." So I do. But it's not. Oh, the my! Same. My wife gets me stuff all
3: the time. She doesn't know about it. Yep, she, <laughs> she gets me stuff. But all she the does
2: whenever she gets the credit card bill.
3: Yeah, we had that talk today again. She she's like Rick, what? This is why I have four jobs. My wife actually just quit one of her five jobs. She's down to four jobs now. Oh, God.
2: So. It's like, what did you spend $4,000 on? A Jabba barge? Yeah,
3: well, you <laughs> know, that's what she got me. That's the only toy my wife's ever bought me is the Java sail barge. The only toy she's, she's ever knowingly bought me.
2: Uh, Sean, you have a Ouch My Wallet? Yeah,
1: this guy just showed up today. I mm. wasn't able to open him yet, but... It
2: looks pretty cool. I I just went and ordered the uh, the Japanese one from Orson because it's mm-hmm. going to save me by by the time you if if I got the H H T S San Diego Comic Con one uh, between that uh, the the cost of that plus the shipping and the tax and everything what mm-hmm. I get I would get the Japanese one from Orson I would be saving a whole twenty nine cents. Yep getting the Japanese one. So I'm going to go the cheap route and save mm-hmm. 29 cents. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. It's hard to, to get. It's already out of stock again. So yeah. Got it on a second uh, order. Um, we got a couple things from eBay. Some oldies, but goodies. Big daddy. Ooh,
4: that's a great toy.
1: Yeah. I've had him. So I think is. this is my third time.
2: <laughs> um, S- Prime seller for This guy's
1: cliff jumper. Well, I worked on that one.
2: Is that the, is that the, uh, so well, it
1: comes with a big hammer.
2: First release?
1: Not, not the first, the first edition, edition,
2: but the... Uh, oh, it's a crappy the crappy second one.
1: Yeah, the robots in disguise, the and then I got this guy from <laughs> TFX. Co. That's
4: so fun, too. That's a real Ooh, fun yeah. toy.
1: Yeah, I love I, it.
4: I, that's the Jizai designer. Anything he designs, or not mm-hmm. everything, but the majority is the stuff I find to be like, Really fun and unique
2: transformations I love mm-hmm. the the, 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 the panel awesome. slide from uh, where the hood goes from yes, like the chest that was it that's awesome it's <laughs> like wow I, I wanna... <laughs>
1: yeah the only thing you got to watch is whenever you, you open this if you don't shave down the uh the windscreen back here in the corner it uh, tends to rub mm. Okay. Mm. um and one one last thing is ratchet. <laughs> Did you work on that too, Rick? Uh, which one? Rashe? Um, yeah.
3: yeah, a little bit. Yep. There was a really cool redeco of that that I helped out on that never came out. It was uh, it was a retool, actually. It had a new head. It was supposed to be gears. Mm-hmm. And um, it had this cool tampo on the door. It was like a circle, and like I think it was like shape of the continent of america and it said uh uh mount st Hilary rescue team or something like that huh. Wait, the uh, continent of america the american continent
0: <laughs> oh. which one
2: the the north one oh okay okay because there, there's more than one america well like i was just checking <laughs> i i had an ouch my wallet but i didn't uh, i have not opened it yet but it's the uh Uh, Make Toys Iron Wheel. It's uh, going back to what I just uh, stated, you know, I have a... a, You mean,
3: ouch, Orson's wallet?
2: No. I paid for this. It's mine. (laughs) But, uh, you know, going back to what we were talking about, you know, I have an extensive list. That's literally been been sitting on uh, his uh, uh, hold shelf, which is what the stasis pod is now. It's open to everybody. Used to, he... He would just do uh, a stasis pod, which uh, for local people, because we're special like that. <laughs> but now he does it for everybody. But this has literally been in my stasis pod for two years, and I'm like, you know what? It's yeah, time to come. Ouch!
3: Orson's wallet.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
3: anyway, I did find uh, two Nova Stars randomly at Walmart. <sighs> Jealous. I haven't found any yet. It was the only thing they had there. That was your lucky Friday find. My lucky Friday.
2: Speaking of junk, uh, <laughs> uh, so uh, Sean, you're the new guy to the podcast. I'll let you, yes. uh, start off. And since you're a, uh, a known customizer, uh, well, I, not that known, but well, I, I'd heard, <laughs> I'd, I'd heard of you before I met you. So that, that could, uh, that makes you known oh, to me. Thank you. So, um, um where do
1: I start? Um, Well, if you want to fix any toy, first you have to uh, have tools. So um, you need a set of small jeweler's tools, a a pin punch, because a lot of toys, like this guy here, he had a lot of pins in them. So um, you need a small hammer, pin punch, jeweler's tools. um, And then you got to find parts. If you're looking for G1 parts, I mean, those are kind of plentiful. They're expensive, but plentiful um the newer stuff like this guy good luck finding a uh replacement arm or a hammer or, you just
2: have to find one know. that's maybe beat up or something maybe
1: <laughs> yeah yeah it's uh crazy what what he goes for nowadays it's, it's alarming so that's because um, the rock voiced him so
4: yeah for five seconds mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs>
3: that's all and then for and you. then we couldn't get him back for the second episode yeah,
4: I thought that was a big bait-and-switch, not to sidetrack, but yeah.
1: Did you guys plan on uh, killing him off earlier? Or- uh, or they- well, originally,
3: um, they wanted to make Smokescreen a character uh, in the show and kill him off. I'm like, Smokescreen? We can't kill off Smokescreen. That's like Mike Baylog's favorite character. Uh, so I'm like, no, it can't be Smokescreen. And then uh, Aaron and I were talking, who could it be? And we thought, well, we need a red shirt. Who's a red shirt? Oh, Cliffjumper's red.
1: <laughs> so Literal red shirt.
3: But uh, <laughs> our argument was that he's there throughout all of season one, and when Megatron finally shows up to face the Autobots at the end of season one, that's when Cliffjumper dies. Um, but the studio didn't see it that way.
1: I was just happy to see him come back for season two. So, you know, yeah, for the
3: flashback, voiced by the Rock. Yeah.
2: So, yeah. was he always gonna be voiced by The Rock? Did you all plan on that or did just just a happy accident?
3: Uh we we had no idea until the producers told us um a few months before the show aired.
2: Hmm. We
1: well, back to Jungers. But, but yes. we were very
3: specific in not telling anyone that <laughs> yeah. he died in the first scene. And <laughs> wow. then yeah. they fucking gave the episode away to a website he was such a
1: good character such a good character too (laughs) um yeah but back to junkers um
2: and zombies I myself
1: kind of yeah 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 speaking of junkers and zombies um i have a buddy he he pretty much uh that's all he buys is junkers if he finds them at antique stores or anything he'll pick them up um i don't i'm not so much I i don't pick up junkers that often but uh i do keep parts um I imagine a lot of you guys keep parts also. See, I am, uh, I'm an old guy. I, uh, I have a been a one of a
2: few.
3: From... <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, See, I have a been of parts from when I used to just buy everything. Um, but as my collection grew, uh, now I just buy complete. If it's not complete, mm-hmm. I don't buy it. I'm not
2: interested. Yep. Now th- there's two different uh, definitions of complete that we've talked about here on the show before. There's complete complete, where it has everything that came with it whenever it was brand new, and then there's display complete. You know, what would make it complete to display? You know, like, you know, uh, for Omega Supreme, G1 Omega Supreme, you don't need all the track parts to make him display complete in robot mode. See what I mean? Yeah, that doesn't
1: work for
3: me. That that doesn't work for me. It's that's not complete. complete.
2: Then that's not complete.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's not complete.
2: It's display complete. No mm-hmm. such thing.
3: But not everyone displays their stuff in robot mode.
2: That's true. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I kind of swap back and forth between alt mode and robot mode. It's, it's a fun way to pull the old robots off the shelf and, you know, handle them uh, again, flip them around and put them back up.
3: Everything for me exists in robot mode.
1: Yep. There is I don't no. have the space
2: for anything else.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Unless I get lazy and transform something other. And then like, I don't have time to put this back in the other mode. And then I go back and I'm <laughs> like, where am I going to put this on the shelf for right now? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, uh, back to, uh, parts and junkers, uh, at our meetups
1: we have locally. Um, there's, you know, that's whenever everybody brings their parts. It's a, you know, it's fun to do like a little parts party. there in the parking lot and, you know try to complete all your old bots or or buy new bots so i mean that's why i always keep parts on hand
4: yeah early on collecting you know when you're first starting out you know and especially when i was younger and you know have less income and i had a lot more to buy um buying stuff incomplete a lot of times i felt was a good way to go because you know if you can get you know your dino bot you know you can get your uh because, like, the DinoBots are expensive, the G1 DinoBots. Um, but, like, you can get a Grimlock without his bits and a bit beat up. And it's like, well, there, at least I got a Grimlock. You know, um, but I always had the plans of buying a better one later or maybe piecing them together. Like, one of them I still have that I really need to just buy a new one here. Um, this guy. Oh. Sure, there's a common thing, you know. Wouldn't it just be a pin fix? Just put a pin through it? Pretty much, but getting a pin in there is not as... You actually would have to take quite a bit apart to get the pin in there, um, but uh, you know this is definitely a junker. I still have a um, junker-ish. I mean, he's got. I got all his parts for him now. You know, I did eventually pick up the pieces when they were affordable, but he still's. It's got a broken part on it. You know, it's kind of a junker, and I've just been too lazy to go buy better Dinobots. All of my Dinobots are kind of that way. They're kind of beat up, you know. And I have some weapons. Uh, here and there that were broke that I just glued back together I'm like good enough for me because I still got all this other crap I want to buy but these days I'm like Rick if if I'm buying anything now it has to be in the condition and the completeness that I want it or I'm just I'm just not interested in scrounging them together and and even though I think that's a fun part of the hobby I know guys that do like Sean was saying they go and they that that is their
2: stick yeah
4: yeah you know They'll buy junk bins, like I think uh, Tate does that a good bit, mm-hmm. you know, or at least he used to. Um, and they'll get on they'll piece them together, and they have a lot of fun out of the hobby with that. And I think that's cool. Uh, but I've just kind of I no longer find interest in it. the The exception being rare crap. And so mm-hmm. I had a couple I wanted to show over here that I did do kind of the junker stuff with. Um, one of them here is Metro wow. Titan. Half of this is the knockoff, and half of this is actually. Um, a real one, an actual, an actual G one that was just beat up and missing a lot of parts. So like, this right here is one of the main things from the G one Metro Titan. Is the sticker is different. If you didn't know that, you know it's the logo is very different. Um, but you know the knockoff completely screwed up and has like these pink hands and stuff. But the the one I had didn't have it. So this guy's a zombie of parts from the knockoff and the G one figure to get so I have a. But it's wholly perm- unique to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, it's one of those I'm not going to pay whatever Metro Titan costs and kind of the other example I have of that is uh Artfire. Ooh. And when I bought this guy, he um he was super duper yellow, so I've I did the treatment on him which you know, he's a lot less yellow.
2: Which um, treatment did of, you uh, you do to him? Uh the hydro- peroxide. Yeah, peroxide. I've never yeah. tried that. I'd, I'd like, like to it try that.
1: forever, right?
4: I mean, he may have taken on a little bit of yellow, but I did this, I mean, I don't even know how long, like eight years ago, nine years ago. I mean, he's still, he was butter yellow. You know what I mean? And I have a few other rare ones like that that I gave that treatment to. But then like his grill here, that's actually G1 Inferno's grill, or maybe G2. But it's the same thing, so you can't really exactly. You know, he's he's missing a kneecap, which I'll never find because they're black on the other ones. And then the parts were repro parts. Um, You know, so there's, I make a few exceptions just because this costs a lot less than Art Fire actually costs to get him with all his bits and it looks looks good enough for my shelf. So I'll make exceptions.
2: I'd like to try that uh that peroxide gel treatment. I've uh, I've seen it uh I think it's uh, uh, Ronan Kaufman. He uh yeah. He has a video on that and the my problem is, is I don't really have any hair salons around here and I don't really have a reason to go to a hair salon. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, so um. Yeah, that, that's about the only place you can find. I even looked on uh, on Amazon. I really can't find the gel. Well,
1: uh, I can probably get some. My wife's the hairstylist, and we got a salon downstairs, so I might try huh? that one day. I might I might ship you a little bottle and see yeah, how you like. I've, it.
2: I've I've heard that that actually. Uh, well, according according to his video, it actually does a lot better. And it's a lot less messy. You can actually apply it in specific areas, whereas the peroxide you gotta cool. you gotta really make sure you don't get it on like 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 painted areas that could actually peel mm-hmm. the paint off. With uh, with the gel, you know, you can like go around those areas if you need be. Um, well, the good news is if you are doing it with G one toys, there is not a lot of paint to worry about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, I've uh, looking at the video, I believe the. Uh, um, the gel also works reasonably well on colored plastic. Uh, he had an ape face in the video that actually uh, had some like the yellowed purple, and mm-hmm. it it didn't completely fix it, but it fixed it good enough. You know, I mean that it wouldn't you wouldn't look at it and go, oh my god, that's awful. Uh, and I've got several here that I'd like to try that with. I've got a. Uh, um, Let's see here. Uh what was it? I had no, oh, the, uh Tryptocon, G1 Triptycon. That I'm uh, it's my that's my little uh uh project right now for the junkers, you know, getting little pieces for Tripticon here and there. Uh but go ahead. I have a. Um,
4: I've done it on some of the colored pieces as well, the just the normal peroxide trick and it still does. It is still effective there. About the same. I mean, it's the same exterior. It's not going to make it bone white.
0: Yeah. Right. But um, I've, I've I had, had um, mixed results with colored plastic using the just the normal dunking and sunlight, whatever peroxide treatment. I uh, picked up a a Pironicon for a song for nothing, but it was all yellowed and screwed up. Um, and I, I did the peroxide treatment, and everything bleached out to really faded, weird colors. It's hmm. not not a good not a good deal. I did but, it on Ghost
4: Shooter and. Uh, either Hydra or Buster, I can't remember which. I always get those mixed up. Which one's which? Because those both had the non-white parts were yellowed, and again, it was it made the distinction, like uh, especially like on Ghost Shooter, like he's got the you know the flap for his power stuff because it's it's the nightbeat moon. Mm-hmm. Um, you could mm-hmm. tell when you flipped it down that like the area around it was different colored, where that thing had been up, and so it made it the transition isn't as bad, but it's still there, and it, it didn't screw up any of the rest of them, but kinda of, guess a, a good word of warning if you're doing that to try to fix up things that um make sure it's on something that you're not gonna you know be devastated if it ruins it.
0: Right. And but also like, I mean like you could like break it down into small enough components like for, for go Shooter. You can separate the white parts from the blue parts and kinda with hopefully without tearing any stickers or anything. And uh which I guess goes back to reconstructing uh figures like Sean was saying uh earlier, just you know, got your parts swapping things out. Not that I would do that with a ghost shooter, not a lot of random ghost shooters floating around. But yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: But break it down into as small a component as possible so that you're only bleaching the white stuff or only bleaching, you know, whatever.
3: Yep. And uh, guys, let's make sure that when we sell these stuff, if we ever sell them, we're upfront and honest with people. You have to be. Stored. Yeah. That you've done a treatment to it or that it's Repro stickers. Yep. Uh, repro I parts. Upset, and I, I like to rip people up when, you know, they're selling something with a repro bubble and they don't tell you it's a repro bubble. It's, it's mm-hmm. not the same.
0: Yeah. people so to be held accountable.
3: I, I have repro bubbles. I have repo labels. But if we ever saw that stuff, we just got to be honest about what it is.
2: Yep. Yep.
3: Or I will find you.
1: <laughs> has a very,
2: you have a very specific set of skills. Very specific way
3: of collecting.
2: Yeah so uh so Sean, uh you want to mm-hmm. uh continue with uh yeah the well,
1: the, yeah, there's a hydrogen you know peroxide treatment um that's for you know rewhitening stuff or turning your teal figure back to blue, you know, colored figures um, have you guys ever used future floor polish
2: yeah i don't use... got a big bucket of it future mm-hmm. I actually use uh this right here, and I, I keep it handy, especially with modern oh, figures. Uh, and this is clear nail polish remover. I like the fact that it's got the little little brush on there already. Uh, and here's my next uh, next guy. I've got the uh, Mech Fans Toys uh, 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 Mech Soul or whatever they call him. It's their... Springer. Leg, yeah, Legend Size Springer. <laughs> and, yeah, he's got some uh, loose hip joints here. But that's easily fixed with just taking the hip off and uh spreading that on the ball joint and letting it dry,
1: yeah, work yeah. The nice thing about the uh, future is you don't have to take things apart. Um, you just you know dip a little toothpick in your future floor polish and then you dab it right there inside the ball joint, and it uh it kind of just actually self levels around the ball as you work it around, and you know it's good to go. Yeah.
2: That's the reason I use it. It's just well, the, the nail polish. Use, uh, Lucas actually uh, asked in the live chat uh, Does the nail polish damage the figure at all? I only apply it to the actual ball joints and the places where it's mm-hmm. loose. Um, so I really, you know, it's you don't even see it. It's it can, it's yeah. kind of one of those things that, that happens behind the scenes. Uh, the Titan Returns uh, skull, uh, skull Cruncher. You know, everybody had the issue with uh, with him. You know, you got him right out of the package. He wouldn't even stand because his hips were so bad. I literally just took the legs apart and did the nail polish to every ball joint and uh, mushroom joint in his legs. Now he's right as rain. You know, Mm -hmm. I just let it. I I left it all disassembled and let it dry overnight. Whenever I got up the next morning, everything was was, wasn't even tacky. I just uh, popped it all back together, and you know, he's he's good uh yeah. that's not to say that that it won't wear off sometimes you may have to reapply but it's not a big deal yeah. you know yeah. just try to keep it uh, keep it away from paint you know just be uh, just just be smart about it don't, don't don't apply it on paint don't apply it near stickers because yes it is one of those things that can actually damage those uh mm-hmm. those areas kind of
4: related that the other side um Think it's kind of good for every transformer to have is some silicone shock oil, silicone shock oil.
2: Yes, which
4: is good for the other way around when that joint won't move, and to help loosen them up. With uh, don't don't squirt WD-40 down there.
2: No. Please. <laughs>
4: no. Well, uh, the uh, the it's the somewhere.
2: RC uh, it's like for RC cars and stuff, isn't it? Um, and it's made to work with plastics. Uh, it won't damage the plastic. Um, I bought uh, at TFCon USA year before last, maybe two years ago, I bought a road Caesar uh from our, our friend Artfire two thousand. He was missing the swords, but he had everything else. The biggest problem with that road Caesar is that the Brain Master gimmicks, uh the springs and the and the joints in there was really, really tight. It was scary. Um uh, so uh he cut me a deal on it. Um, you know, like, he, like I said, he was otherwise complete, and fortunately uh, Megamus had a set of the knockoff swords for all three of the bots. Uh, so, I kind of have him complete, even though the swords are the wrong colors, they're the right swords. Um, which I'm fine with that, you know, for what, what I would have to pay to get a 100% right, complete one. I'm like, I've got a complete... It's a good compromise. Yeah, I've got a complete road seizure, so I'm I'm happy with that. But... I did the uh, the the gel like you have there, the RC uh, uh, grease uh, to the, uh, the Brain Master gimmick, and it's like butter now. I mean, you just stick that Brain Master in there and, and that elevator goes right up and the face pops right up. They work great. Uh, the other problem that it had, uh, and I think I, I I did a little bit too much, is I actually applied it to the sides of the heads of the robots where they connect. Because it was extremely tight. I thought I was actually going to break blacker, uh, putting uh, Braver and, and Laster in there. Uh, because it, it, the the tolerance was just so freaking tight. I guess over time, the plastic had swe- uh, swelled. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's not really noticeable to the naked eye. But whenever you try to uh, fit something in where it's supposed to go, and it's like a really tight fit... Uh, plastic does that you know especially after almost 30 years uh so and who knows what kind of environments it's been in it might have been in a really humid environment what have you but that being said i applied some of that grease to the sides of the head well i've got to be careful when i pick up my road caesar now because it's so slick going in and out of there they will literally fall out (laughs) i mean they, they they click in but it's just such a a smooth joint now they would slide right out uh, and I'm like, you know, I would rather have them uh, slide out easily than too hard and possibly break the toy. Uh, so, uh, you know, that I, I, I highly recommend that R.C. Uh, you want to show that to the camera again, maybe closer, so people can see it. That might be actually might actually look for that. Uh, it's what is that called? Uh, factory team silicone shock
4: fluid. I, I, I can't, you know speak a hundred percent to like, this is the best type to buy or anything. I searched on Amazon and this came up and was
2: like one of the it, cheapest ones or whatever. And I just bought it. Now you is that I mean? a fluid or is that like a, like a, like a gel? The one I got is like a gel. It, come, it came in like a squeeze tube. Yeah. Yeah. You squeeze it to, to get it to come out. Okay. Um, but it is,
4: it's ta- you know technically a fluid, but it's, it's a little bit more of a gel. It's like, it's a little thicker.
2: You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I mean like doing the, the, Repair, as it were, to Road Caesar. What I did is I uh, took like a piece of paper and I uh, I put out like a line of the grease on a piece of paper on the piece of paper, and then I would take a Q-tip and I would dab it on that line just enough to 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 get a good little light coating on the head of the Q-tip, and then I I could use the Q-tip to get into the areas like um, if you're familiar with the Brain Master gimmick. I would rub it on the walls of the plastic where the uh, the hinges rub up against, and then I would rub it on the hinges themselves. And then you uh, you don't force it, but you like slowly work it. And then as you slowly work it, uh, work the joint, uh, it gets working. Yeah, shot <laughs> sitting there like dirty mind. <laughs> you 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 slowly work the joint, and then you can keep going faster and then faster and faster, and then it and it works perfect. And then the white stuff comes out. <laughs> <Yeah>. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, I mean just just yeah. be really careful and really slow uh with it at first and let it work itself into the joints and it it self lubricates itself. If you're doing it right. Yeah, if you're doing it right, it lubricates itself. Yeah. <sighs> We've got entirely dirty minds on this podcast. Rick is trying to ignore us. So, All
1: right. children, <laughs> what's the next topic? Do we have another? Well, not topic, but
2: well, like subject um, of how, how's the best way to go about getting parts? Now, obviously, you know if you got like like a uh, let's say a classic seeker, and mm. you need like. Uh, I'm sure you can find classic seekers all over the place, and I'm sure there's junkers galore out there, and that's a modern modern figure as an mm-hmm. example. Um, what's the best way to go about uh, finding parts for that?
1: Well, um, you know, there's always eBay, but you're going to pay off the nose. Um, I'd say go to a local convention. A lot of dealers there have a lot of junkers, a lot of you know, a lot of bins full of robots and Ziplocs and, you know, probably find what you need there. Um, locally there's, there's or a just a band
2: with, with toys that are incomplete and broken in it.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He has, I mean, this, this guy, he's, he's local. He has, you know, tackle box after tackle box full of, you know, G1 classics, you know, all the way up. But, you know, as you go newer and newer, there's less and less parts for some reason. I guess everybody well, nowadays keeps their uh To be honest, so if it's shape.
2: if it's a relatively new toy, it should be relatively easy to find a replacement and just buy a brand new one. It it's a lot yep. easier to go and buy say a Universe 2.0 figure brand new than just try to find a, find a, a junker laying around to fix a wing for a Universe 2 uh Universe 1.0 Silverbolt. You know, just go buy a new silver bolt, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, that's not to say throw the old silver bolt away because eventually that it's going to be hard to find too. Uh, Yes.
1: Don't throw it away. People need parts.
2: (laughs) Yeah. People will need parts. Maybe not now, maybe not tomorrow, but they will eventually. Yeah. I think, uh, two other good places to find, you know,
4: junkers and parts, you know, I think some of that helps a lot more if you're into custom fodder because, you know, you can work with whatever you get, you, you know, but, uh, your local comic shops, you know, they're still out there. A lot of comic shops carry toys as well, and lots of times, you know, they'll have just whatever they have. And especially if you got a comic shop, the heavier they deal in toys, the more likely they've bought lots, which means the more than likely, more likely they have a box full of garbage, that they're mm-hmm. just they're just happy to get off their hands if they just can bring themselves to throw it away. Um, as well as yard sales, you you hit up garage sales, you're gonna find mom that went through cleaning out the kid's closet and is just like, I don't know what this crap is, and you're like. Give five bucks for the box, and you can,
0: you can walk over uh, the still and go to town.
3: I think those days are have come and gone.
0: I don't know. They no, they have bucket. not. Look at yard sales, garage sales, Craigslist. Just buying collections. They're they're done. They want a hundred bucks for the entire tote or a couple of totes in some cases, and just yoink. It's all mine now. I'll sort through it and do whatever with it. The,
3: the days I mean, of I've, finding G one toys like that is
0: oh G one yes, but but we're not, classics. we're talking universe, about yeah, gonna... whatever. yeah, modern stuff.
3: I mean, my uh,
4: sometimes my parents every now and again will go yard selling, and a couple of times, you know, they came like, "Hey, we got we found some toys. Didn't know if you want them." Like, you know, they paid a quarter for this box of garbage, and you know, I didn't want it, <laughs> but you know, I got friends that I can dissemin- disseminate it out to. You know, people that uh, like to dabble with that stuff and play with that type of stuff. So it's definitely still out there. But no, you're not going. We're not talking about finding that G1 steel out at a no. yard sale, but just Although, boxes, of, boxes of junkers from more modern lines. Absolutely.
3: You know, I say that, but there was a, a story recently circling uh, uh, the groups in Facebook. Somebody found a powered convoy for three bucks. At a. I saw uh,
2: that. I saw that at a
3: Goodwill. It was just yep. a cab, but an authentic power convoy cab for three bucks.
2: I always
4: want the story of that toy. You know, how did that end up? It had to be a collector had it well, it's and like somebody got rid of the stuff and just was like, Oh, he had a few toys and they just
0: goodwilled it. Right. I mean, <laughs> well, that's it, like the, uh, the, the seller. I am ratchet. He found what? 73 sealed, uh, stars, mail away cosmos figures in a barn. What? Yeah. How yeah, does, how does it, that how happen? Do these,
2: what's the journey for this toy? I, I have asked Morgan time. And again, What is your secret? Where uh, where do you find these cases of sealed G1s? You know, and he's like, I have my sources. I'm like, you must be selling crack out the back door for these things. Like, what? (laughs) Yeah, I know,
4: not to change the subject too much, but like when my time comes and I kick the bucket, the wife knows, like, here's a list of Transformer people, friends of mine, get in contact with them, just tell them whatever commission they think is fair. to town you know um so that i mean yeah there's definitely some stuff that's not worth it
3: you know that only works to a point man uh i I, uh when we moved to this house we had four uh 42 foot long trucks come in to move all my crap and i told my wife listen when i die in the next few years (laughs) you need to contact you need to contact tony and just have him come over and stay for a week or two and have him mail us. She's like, no, he's just going to give me a check. And then he's going to take it all because I don't want to deal with this. You, it's too you much. You can't stuff. do that,
2: though. You can so, do that. I know, but uh, he, uh, he's got to know exactly what he's got there. He just can't pull a random number out of his ass and write a check you know, for
3: it. She, she's like, just, I don't know. He'll give me $25,000 or whatever. And then he'll just take all the shit and get it, get it out of this house. Wanted out of this house.
4: If he's got that much laying around. Uh, yeah. I mean, at one point, like, overall, I won't really care I'm dead.
3: Sorry. Yeah, I'll be dead. <laughs> so it won't matter. But, you know, I got kids, and hopefully they'll – my daughters will pick it up. They they like it. They know not to play with daddy's toys unless I say it's okay.
4: Well, you know, we – The main thing is to have a section labeled Junkers to keep it on talk it, topic. That way that she knows that stuff, she can just – put out on the street with a free sign on it so you shouldn't have to deal with it but this stuff over here that you need to care about but the junkers just recycle it back into the community
3: yeah she knows that the stuff that's in the big glass cases is the more expensive stuff like you know if the case has a lock on it and you have to find the key to unlock the case there's a reason it's in that case so she knows she understands that
2: if you have to so find just, a ball-peen hammer to break the glass, to get into the case.
1: In case of emergency,
2: break glass. Yes. Uh, so, you know, uh, and on that note, if you... Uh, we've actually talked about the the grim subject before of, you know, what happens to my toys whenever I, whenever I die. Uh, and unfortunately, it happens to us collectors. You know, we've had several... Uh, of our friends and uh, and close colleagues uh pass away, and their collections have had to uh, be passed on to other people to deal with I know uh, j d church from uh, the radio free cybertron co- uh, uh, podcast our own Chad Williams for this podcast um, you know they both uh, passed on, and their collections were basically their legacy uh, i I think brian and and Don are still they may still have some of uh, JD's toys that they're still trying to sell. Um, I know Chad's collection, the majority of it went to his, uh, uh, his oldest son who now is a a huge transformers fan and still texts me and messages me that to this day, Hey, look at this cool new transformer I got. It brings a tear to my eye every single time. Uh, you know, I I don't, uh, he usually texts me at times whenever I can't talk like, uh, you know, in the middle of the day when I'm, I'm asleep, but, but, um, but yeah, if you want to, uh, hear more on that, and I know it sounds like a really grim topic, but it's actually, uh, a really, really important topic, uh, that needs to be talked about. We may revisit it, uh, sometime down the road, uh, but go looking for it here on our YouTube channel. Not right now, we'll do it later after we're off there, but, uh, go looking for it later and, and give it a watch. It's, it's, it's a serious overtone, but it's important i think you should check that out and the only reason I bring that up is we kind of diverged into that little uh little off topic there and uh it was relevant here but you guys have any other uh thoughts on junkers and obtaining parts uh um I'll go ahead
0: Peter i'm um, sorry in the in the nineties my my whole like i've I've been doing this forever I guess but I got really 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 into it in the 90s I worked at a used toy store and the owner she was really sweet she didn't know anything about Transformers she knew Star Wars front and back up to that point uh, but didn't know anything about Transformers and so she let me work basically for toys rather than money so that was kind of cool it benefited me Uh, but yeah getting things getting toys together yeah it's awesome it was was a really really uh, great situation but uh, I was able to, you know, repair things that were that were kind of junked out. And well, this one came; and the figure is busted, but the, the accessories or whatever are good. So that was really uh, beneficial, and that's what kind of got me into buying lots, like actual lots, you know, buying collections or whatever. So uh, I don't know; just it, uh, I'm I'm digressing. Just pairing things up and learning how to how to how to piece it all together and stuff. Like like Sean was saying, it's a lot harder with the more modern stuff because I guess either people are keeping it all together, or they're just like, throwing it away in its entirety. I don't know. I haven't seen a lot of parts for, like, R.I.D. especially. R.I.D., uh, uh Prime, things like that. I don't know. It's just not but out I there.
3: See, I see a lot of parts at yard sales for, like, the Rescue Bots and the younger yeah. Transformers.
4: I mean, I think we have a lot of, uh, not to get too uh, heavy-handed or anything, but, you know, pretty much a, a very disposable culture. And so I think there's... You know, it's like, oh, here's my son's beat up toys, transformer toys that you know, maybe in from like the classics or generations type of lines. and they're just like, meh, chuck it. You know, it's just move on to the next recycling. thing. They don't want to, yeah, or try to recycle them. Yeah, like I don't think they're interested in the effort of trying to sell, you know, a batch of junkers for five bucks. It's a lot of people that five bucks isn't worth their time. You know, they just they don't want to deal with
2: the headache. They don't know what to do it, so just chuck it the best best way best thing to do is find a dealer that is willing to buy junkers uh but and put them um, all together and, and match a, everything up yeah, yeah the, 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 let them deal with you know piecing things together or they can turn around and sell them as junkers uh but you know selling but junkers your typical parents not going to know a no, dealer around no but if you know if you're, if you're a collector and you're looking to uh, to sell or get out or, Hey, you, I've just got a bunch of this shit. I need to get rid of it. Uh, you know, that's something that you can do because as a collector, you should know at least one or two dealers. Uh, and if they don't do it, then I'm sure they know somebody who, who does. Um, but one, don't, like on Craigslist, there's always yeah. like
0: ads for like, I'm buying collections, buying collections, sell me your junk toys, even if it's, you know, whatever. And, in every local market, has some dude that wants to just buy whatever. Mm-hmm. So crazy. There's, there's even t- uh, toy
2: stores in some places yeah. around that will do yeah. that. But don't expect to get you know okay, it's a it's a G1 transformer. It should bring me some top dollar. No, that headmaster body is going to bring you about five bucks max, probably. You know, um, so you're not going to get a whole lot if you're trying to sell. If you're trying to buy, don't overpay. For a junker, you know, especially if it's missing a lot of parts, or if it's missing one part, you might, you might pay near near uh, the collector price just for it. See what the see what the
4: finit the complete price is. See how
0: much that gun is separately, and boom, there's what you're paying. Yeah. yeah. You now, so you, be if about you that. want to pay overpriced, you know, if you want to pay top dollar for just a piece, then go to eBay. By all means, feel
2: free to get on yeah. eBay and spend well, all of your. Money. That, that being said, though. There are some some pieces like and I and I mentioned the head headmaster body uh is is a good example. You can buy headmaster bodies all day for next to nothing. But you go to look for that Grax or that Monzo, you're gonna be paying some money. You know, because that is the key part of that toy. Or mm-hmm. if it's like like for a Skull Cruncher, you know, you need Grax and you also need that uh that tail sword because the tail sword is is also the tail for the alligator to make the both modes complete. Uh, so those you will pay money for because they're important, highly important pieces.
0: Right, uh, but if I want to buy like a Gen 1 Roadbuster, I can buy a complete one for, you know, 150 bucks or I can buy the antenna by itself for 100 bucks. Yeah. Which one do I want to do?
2: Exactly. That was that one of the
4: that's one of the last G1 parts I bought. Was like the last bits for Roadbuster. Because he's so hard to find complete. Like, even dealers that that deal with that, you know, they're going to always be selling whatever Roadbuster with how many parts they have at the time. And if they get extra parts, they'll keep adding and making it more complete. But generally, it sells at that partial complete because most collectors, or not, I shouldn't say most, I have no idea, but I think a lot of people are like, that much for the antenna, I'll live without the antenna to have Roadbuster, you know, and just move on with their life. But oh, man. And you're, You just brought up some PTSD with that,
2: man. <laughs> and and if I'm you're, here to help. If you're also one of those collectors, like I admit I was uh, several years back, um, you know, it's like you want a Japanese release toy, you know, uh, let's go Overlord, you know, Sorus, Victory Saber. Uh, if you want one of those and you're willing to buy one incomplete, just be aware that it's not... Easy to find. A, it's as it's as easy to find a complete one. It's easier to find a complete one and buy that than sit around and wait to see if you can find a, uh, a, a the sword for uh, for Victory Saber or uh, a, a nose cone for uh, Overlord. You're not going to do it if you think that you're going to buy a Junker. Japanese uh, toy, or you know, a, a relatively rare toy. Good luck trying to piece it together. You're going to either so, fi- buy another junker to try to complete that one, or you're going to buy repro parts. Yeah, That's so I have Ripper a
3: Fire
4: and knockoff for Metro Titan. Yeah. That's the only yeah. way it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I,
3: have, I have a real life story of that. So back, uh, this is before a lot of you kids were born. There used to be a magazine called Toy Fair. Mm-hmm. And, um, I had lent them, they were doing an article on Japanese Transformers, and so I lent them my Deathsaurus, and it came back with the, uh, golden chest, the horn on the blue chest, the bird, uh, it's not the bird, the, the lion thing.
0: The, the tiger breast, yeah.
3: Yeah, the tiger breast. It, it, the horn, the chrome horn came broken. So Toy Fair Magazine, shit, that was... 1995, 1996, and I just found a replacement part for that last year. Wow. And I paid bucks for that horn, just so I can complete my hmm? re Recomplete my Dephsaurus.: Yeah. Now, like- I bought my Dephsaurus sealed in the box for 400 bucks. This, of course, this was, you know, many, 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 many years ago when I was still in high school. So, you know, now trying to go back and do I just get the part or do I complete it? You know, is I it worth spending
2: 20 years looking for a part?
3: <laughs> I was actively looking, but I always kept my eyes open and somebody posted that part on a Facebook group, just that part. And I told him my whole story. And he, I think he wanted like 100 bucks for it. I told him the whole story. He's like, "Have it for fifty.
2: It's worth the price, though. Yeah. You know, to complete that.
3: Yeah, a yeah, complete have... story now in the box. Shit.
2: You know, that's
3: that's a nice eight hundred dollar piece.
2: I bought my yeah. my death source missing the uh, the eagle breastmaster guns, knowing full well that I would like never find those. But fortunately, there is Repro Man on uh, Facebook that actually makes high quality repros of those guns and I got them for 20 bucks. So hey, I know those are the repro guns but hey, it's still complete. It's good enough. They they are copied off the actual guns, so you know, what's the difference to me? I mean it's I, I'm Just I didn't don't resell it. And I, well, pay. I didn't buy it for right. resale value. I bought it because I uh, it's a, it's it's an important toy for me. And it doesn't bother me that I know two tiny pieces that are less than and a, a little more than an inch long and weigh less than an ounce a piece. They're not going to destroy the value of that toy to me. So now if it's like a wing, yeah, I can understand that. You know, one of those giant wings. Actually, I have
4: a couple of like recent ones that come to mind on this. Like I have a galaxy shuttle. And I recently, like a few years, I think I bought that maybe at the last BotCon. I bought it from Artfire. Um, but he's missing that gun that turns into the tail fin in shuttle mode. But it was, you know, the price was adjusted accordingly. And I was like, that's the closest I'm probably ever going to get to a Galaxy shuttle. That is, And it, that isn't, you know, just looks like a stick of butter hmm. with broken parts. You know, nothing was broken on it. Um, I was like, good enough for me, and I'll never find that part. You know, I'll passively look for it. You know, if I see it one day, then sure. If I see a Junker Galaxy shuttle, because they, they do show up sometimes, maybe I will, but, you know, I'm really not that hot about it either.
2: Um, you just kind of accept what you got. Yeah. It all goes with what you're happy with and everything. Uh, so before we move on from the uh, the Junker topic and everything, I want to go around the, uh, the room here and uh, see what, if you guys can think of one Toy that you pieced together, that really made you happy. You know, it's like you found that one piece that that completed your toy, or you you searched for years, like Rick did with his death source. You know, you searched for years and finally found that one part and put it all together. How satisfying it was! Is it what one one toy was it for you? Do you guys have any uh, any of those? Okay,
0: Peter. Uh, for me, it was the Ultra Pretenders, uh, Roblox, and Skyhammer because they're just so laden with gold plastic, and finding, finding just everything that was unbroken and getting it all together, it took a while and it was totally worth it. Okay. Uh, what about uh, you, Robert?
4: Yeah, I don't, I don't think I have any tales like that because I think I've got to the point where, again, you know, I bought them and they were incomplete. I couldn't find the parts. And I eventually just bought a complete one, and then sold my old incomplete one instead. You know, and Skyhammer is one of those. (laughs) You know, I just I got it complete, and
2: was like, yay! All right, Uh, Sean, what about you?
1: Um, I don't have a story like that, but I will one day whenever I find hose heads left, um, head antenna, this little you know little head gun. Those seem like they would be
2: relatively common, though, wouldn't they?
1: Let uh, me check my know. bins
2: for you. Okay, thank Seriously.
1: you.
2: Seriously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it was for a
1: custom I made, so. What
2: yeah. about you, Rick? That source your best DevSaurus. one? source
3: I, I have been piecing together a, a USS Flag for, you know, another 20 years. And every now and then I get the urge, oh, I should look to see what parts I don't have. And then I don't remember what parts I have, so I end up having a lot of duplicate parts. I'm like, oh, I don't have that. And I buy it, and I'm like. I've got three of these already, <laughs> so um, so I ended up building my own flag. So it's 16 sixteen and a half feet long by six and a half feet wide. Wow! And I used I used a lot of parts from uh, from the actual flag on it.
2: Okay, uh, mine. I think mine is is a story of success and a story of what the hell. <laughs> um, back in the day, whenever, uh, G1 first came out in 1984, uh, I got a G1 Skywarp. Now, I don't know if you guys remember, uh, the Ford LTDs, uh, those type of cars. Uh, but they had, yeah, I mean, they're, you know, they were like, uh, I guess mainly, 70s models uh, and everything. I think that's what my mom and dad had was like a 75 model, 76 model. You know, at the time, that was like a nine-year-old car. It was still relatively new in 1984. (laughs) Um, But they were famous for like the bench seats in the front and the back. And uh, uh, I remember the day I got my G1 Skywarp, I got Skywarp and Thundercracker on the same day. But Skywarp, I opened him first. I opened him in the car because I waited until I got home to open Thundercracker. But I wanted to open Skywarp because I love those colors on him. He was just so awesome. That lavender and black, you know, it just worked so well together. Um, So I opened him up and everything, transformed him, and uh, it was really cool. Had him in robot mode. And on the the trip home, you know, I uh, got... Wrapped up in something other, so I set him down in the seat. Well, whenever I went to pick him back up, one of the rear tail uh wings had fallen off and fell down in behind the seat somewhere. Could not find it anywhere. My dad, he took the bench seat out and everything, he still couldn't find it. Lost it. Don't don't know where it ever went to. So fast forward to uh two thousand four ish, I guess. 2005, um, I think it was 2004, uh, I had that lone, incomplete Skywarp on my shelf, and I know Insane Galvatron had seen it, he, he'd he'd always ask, Why, what happened to your Skywarp wing, and I'm like, I told him, I, I lost it the day I got it, literally 10 minutes after I opened it, I lost it, don't know whatever happened to it, you know, he was complete for a whole 10 minutes, um. And he came to, I believe, is the first OTFCC, and he found that little right wing for that Skywarp, and he came back and he says, "I got a, a surprise for you." Opened up his hand, and it was that wing. I'm like, oh, you know, uh, put him on my Skywarp, completed him, so happy. Two years later, I sold it. <laughs> Took over 20 years to complete. You the sold toy. a toy from your childhood. I sold the biggest part of my collection. In two thousand six, and I had all but maybe a handful left out of my uh, my original collection. That uh, I tell you what, the only time I've ever really cried over my collection was I I knew, we needed the money. Uh, we was in a in a bind, and um, I've I've told the story many times on the show. You know, I sold a shrink wrap pallet to Big Bad Toy Store. Um, now the cash value price that he gave me was eighteen five for it, so pretty much double that. My collection was at least thirty thirty ish, thirty two ish on the overall value. Uh, that
0: was two thousand six from Big Bad Toy Store. I own yeah. some of your collection,
2: probably. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I I mean it was. I had everything. Almost all of G1 except for a smattering of the late G1 stuff like Micromasters and some Pretenders. And then uh, a few things like Reflector and uh, some of the uh, like Omnibots. I didn't have some of those. But everything else I had. And then from Fox Kids Repaint Beast Wars all the way through Universe 2.0. I had everything loose and sealed. And it, it just got to be too much. I felt like it was overtaking me. Needed the money, so I made the uh, the conscious decision to scale way back. I kept 100 toys. I picked out 100 toys, and, and some of them were uh, my childhood toys. Some of them were modern toys at the time, and then I sold the rest. And I I tell you what, packing up some of those toys that uh, that were in the sale that were from my childhood, that some of the memories attached for them, I was crying like a baby as I was putting them in the box. And I've I, I never thought and that's that's the one time that really hit me. Up until that point it was just a hobby, they were toys that I loved and I had fun with. But it was at that point that I realized the emotional connection that I had to these toys. And I will never forget that. You know, it was it was more than just a hobby to me. It was it was a part of my life. And it hurt so bad to sell off part part of my childhood. I felt like I sold part of my soul that day. But it it helped, and I'm still collecting. Still got a collection I'm proud of. I'm happy with. Do I miss some of those old toys? Yes. Uh, but you know, they're gone now. And you know, it, it was fun to complete that skywarp. I I remember that the joy that I had. I'd had that toy at that point what 15, 16, almost 20 years. And f- I had it complete for 10 minutes when I got it and I finally had it complete again. So I got to enjoy it complete. And that that was my little story there. Hope you guys enjoyed that. <laughs> uh so let's move on to uh um Our uh, luck of the draw. You want to take it away there, Rick?
3: So we've done this before, and I'm just going over my notes here on my electronic device. We did a whole show of this last time, and we only asked 11 questions.
2: Hmm. So So we got got shows and shows worth of these.
3: Yeah, these are just random questions. Uh, They're not trivia questions. They're just kind of what-if questions. And they can be asked of anyone in this fandom. So uh, some of the questions that we asked last time was... uh, One character must disappear forever. Who is it? Um, Which G1 character should have been made into an Action Master? Uh, Only one more Titan class figure can ever be made. Who is it? So these are the types of questions. And those are all questions that we asked last time. So... Uh I'm going to open the randomizer here, and we're going to ask a random question in a fight to the death, who would win Bron or ironhide?
2: Oh God, is this one of these questions. <laughs> I'll let, Death Star. I'll, I'll let Sean take it since he's a, he's the new guy on the on the show. Um Braun or I think,
1: who? I would think Braun. You know, because one time Braun did get Megatron's gun from him. Or, you know, his cannon. Um, he's a he's a tough little guy. I well think, they were um, both hmm. killed by Megatron in the film. Yeah, it took well, one. I shot. I mean they were, but I'm not talking about the film, I'm talking about beforehand, but I think I think Braun would take Ironhide. He's a he's a tough little guy, low center of gravity, you know. He, he he's got the upper hand. Okay, interesting.
3: Robert, your opinion.
4: Yeah, I'm gonna go with Ironhide, just uh he's just bigger. They're robots, you know, I'm gonna assume he has uh more um, more pistons and literally has more pistons to create more force to squash his head and just be done with it. I mean, he can hold Brawn at a distance, and Brawn's like, ah," you know, can't do nothing. Just, done. No more Brawn.
2: Squash him up into a little cube and put him in the back of his van mode. Haul him off to the dump. Durandu? I'm going to go with Ironhide because I'm going to lean on the side of experience. Ironhide, um, sometimes I think experience outweighs uh, Brawn as it were. Uh so uh you know I, I see it in the in the trucking industry. You know uh, mistakes that I used to make as a rookie uh driver, you know I don't make them now, but I see other rookies doing that. So I'm like I try to I try to pass on what I know to help them out. And you know it's it's knowledge over skill in my opinion. They may they have the ability to do the maneuvers, but they just don't know how to do them or don't know to do them. And I, so I'm going to lean on the, on the side of uh, experience with Ironhide and I think he'll come out on top.
3: Peter Parker.
0: Uh, for me, it's, it's no question. It's Ironhide. Braun took one shot and fell like a chump. Ironhide took several shots to, to smoke him, including a face shot uh, in the cartoon Ironhide got, you know, shot in what was it the second or third episode when he was flying for no reason um and brawn in what was it fire on the mountain got megatron's cannon and he took a shot from Soundwave and he was fine and that's great but no it's, it's iron hide all the way okay very interesting what
3: about <laughs> you i'm the one asking the questions here so shut your dirty oh, mouth yeah. <laughs> several people online have documented it Opening sealed G one figures, you mad, bra? We we
2: showed the uh, we showed that last week on this podcast. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a G one, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, Orson the opened a says G one. Orson opened a G two uh, breakdown that was not a Botcon or uh, the European release. It was actually one that didn't have the sticker on it. He opened it. You can go back to last week's episode and watch Okay. Watch that. You mad? Am I mad?
3: Does that make you angry?
2: No. I I am not angry so, about it. Someone but, destroying a piece of history. I, it, destroying it, they're enjoying it. They're enjoying it. You know. To yeah, I mean own.
0: if you took like a set of Gen two stenticons that you got off of eBay for twenty six thousand dollars or whatever, and smashed them with a hammer, I would be upset. Yeah but opening a figure you do what you do with your toys it's your your collection your rules exactly. have fun with it.
3: Good point. I like that. Everyone collects their own way. Um, I have cut the tape on uh
4: it was sealed um Star Saber and Victory Leo. I cut the tape.
3: Yeah, mm. I've uh, I've op- back in the 90s man, I was opening and stickering up everything. I've I've uh, yep. opened a sealed Grand Max.
0: Oh, this was only like 10 years ago, but I still did it. <laughs> Well, like Rick, you had said you'd open to Deziris. I did the same thing in 98. Popped the tape, stickered them up, had a good time with it. Uh, my Sorry. my Star Saber. Uh, w-
4: one thing I will say, I, I had a mint in box, uh, big powered, the zone set, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the three figures. And I I put the stickers on it. Do not put on original stickers. They fall no, off. They're
0: that papery oh. garbage. And they, yeah, my, yeah. my big powered still sealed. I haven't touched it yet. But I have the well, individuals it- open.
4: So. so what I did for Star Saber and Victory Leo is I bought Ripper labels and I put those on. So I still have the G1 sticker sheets. And again, not that I care about keeping a sticker sheet. I just I know they're not going to stick very well. So why waste my time?
0: That goes back to finding parts on the junker side of things because finding a sticker sheet impossible. <laughs>
3: Good luck. Mm-hmm. I I actually know someone who frames certain sticker sheets professionally. So uh, okay, these questions are totally at random.
2: So, no, not trying to say his.
3: anything with this next question, but wait a
2: minute, wait a minute, Sean didn't oh, do his. Oh, oh, Sean, yeah.
3: Sean. Well, well, I know the answer to
1: my question to, to this next question. Then go ahead, Sean. All right, um, I'll tell you what. My first G one, my first real G one Transformer was a Weird Wolf. So if I found one sealed in the box for a good price, I'd be hard pressed not to open it, put it back together. You know. Just the way I did back you when the road. If you find Republic one before.
2: sealed, you better sell it to me. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm open that thing up. No. <laughs> open it up. I, I, I yeah. am yep. actually on mm-hmm. in, in search of a actual G one US werewolf sealed.
1: Yep. I mean you can get the KO. I've been I've been
2: uh I don't want the KO one. I want but... I want the actual one. I've got I've got yep. I've got I've got a complete loose one. I want a sealed one.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah,
2: now my, remember, mine these are an arm, so.
3: these are random questions. Um, they all come out of my brain. You have to get rid of one person on the TFYLP cast. Who is it? Don't explain why.
0: <laughs> Myself, just because I'm so full.
3: You of can't. Full flow there. You can't answer yourself.
0: Damn it.
1: <laughs>
0: Robert. Rick Alvarez. <laughs>
1: Do
3: we have to explain I,
1: why?
3: No, you, it specifically says don't explain why.
1: Let, huh. you,
3: let your feelings be known. We'll come back to you. Duran. Yeah, come back to me.
2: You want me to go now? Yeah. If I had to pick somebody to boot off the show with no explanation given.
3: I love this question.
2: Rick, get the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> You're by. You're going by. <laughs> that's too. See, I would. I think this
3: should be a whole episode, you know, that, where the fans vote someone off the island, and and nobody. You are safe. the weakest link. Nobody safe. Bye. Just like Infinity War. Nobody. Yeah. Nobody
1: safe. You know, I I got mine. That's Lucas, and he knows why. Yeah.
2: It doesn't work.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
3: um. Let's see. Uh. Millions of years ago, the ark crashed on Earth. What new historical era should they have awoken in?
2: Oh,
1: didn't what? we do this last time?
3: That was that was a question last time. It made it in there again. But since we have new people on since the last
0: show,
2: I don't want to answer the to same one. <laughs>
0: that
2: was my that was my answer last time.
0: <laughs> I like the idea behind Hearts of Steel but I didn't like the book itself. I
3: I answered uh, oh, right. Cowboys. So mm-hmm.
4: I'm going to go with uh
3: like the medieval fantasy
4: like that type of era. I, I I'm ignorant. I don't know what years of history that is, but you know, castles and knights and uh dragons all of that's...
3: and yeah. <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, maybe maybe not so much on the dragons, but there'd be tales of them, you
3: know. Mega
1: and Absolutely. Yeah. Um, World War Two. I mean, that's that's post. You know, Hearts of Steel.
0: They did that in that GI Joe crossover book from Dreamwave, didn't that's they?
1: That's right. Yep. Yeah. That's
3: that's what it was. That was
0: interesting. Those are fun, yeah. fun vehicles.
3: And that's actually uh, part of the main story. They retconned it, so that's actually part of the main story now. Huh. It turns out those characters weren't actually Optimus Prime and Bumblebee. They just thought they were.
0: Oh, that was because the Hearts of Steel guys. Yeah. Yeah, the, because uh, of Shockwave. Yep, they uh, were working for Onyx Prime, and they thought they were Eukarians, but they weren't. And
3: yeah. I, l- I love comics, yeah.
2: I'm confused.
3: Uh, Chris Parnell has been cast as the Transformer. Who does he play?
2: Hang on, I, who, who? I don't I, know who this Chris is. Parnell.
3: You don't know who Chris Parnell is? Well, my answer, I wrote an answer here to some of these questions. My answer is Perceptor. Chris Parnell, he was on SNL. He plays the dad on Rick and Morty. He uh, he plays. Uh, he's on he's doc- Archer. He's, he's Doctor uh, Spaceman
2: on. Oh, Dr. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Doctor Spaceman. 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 Yeah. Doctor Spaceman.
0: Doctor Spaceman.
2: Okay. I know some of his characters, but I don't Lazy know him. Lazy Sunday. Hmm.
3: Woke up in the late afternoon. Activate Siri. Tell him call Parms. Well, I have written down Perceptor. You guys don't know who that is, so you know.
4: I Definitely know who it is. I'm just trying to think of a good answer. I am too.
3: Get, get YouTube.
0: Hmm. Fix uh, it? Because it's got to be somebody. Feminist somebody.
2: <laughs> then. All right. We'll move on. I'm gonna go Alpha Trial with him. Fatherly That's figure. That's
3: the wrong answer. You don't know who Chris Parnell is, so
2: that's the wrong answer. Well, he said he was a dad on Rick and Morty. Just apply that. Yeah. Just apply that uh, that that voice and you everything. You obviously uh, haven't seen Rick and Morty, so yes, I have. I, 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 I said apply, apply that. Apply he's that. he got an Wheeljack. He he's a terrible. I, I was gonna I was gonna go with bulkhead.
3: bulkhead?
4: one. Yeah. Kind of lovable oaf. Oh, uh,
3: okay. I had Perceptor, but okay, yeah. Okay. Um, only one can exist: a fan club with exclusive products, or a convention with no exclusive products. Hmm.
0: Don't don't say that. Um, how about
3: neither? Welcome to today. Woo! Yay! <laughs> TFCon Chicago, October twenty third. Uh, yeah. So, uh, only one can exist: a fan club with exclusive products, or a convention with no exclusive products.
1: Fan club with exclusive products. I mean, we don't have it anymore. I kind of miss it. I am off for conventions.
0: I'd rather have a convention with no exclusive product because yeah, you, don't, you don't get the experience of, of the, dealing with the other members of the fandom with just it, a fan club. In this I
4: hypothetical, like, Rick, are, you, are fan conventions still a thing or are you saying there's no conventions? I, period.
0: This is official.
4: Okay, yeah, then I would take the fan club and just go to TFCon to see everybody and okay. local small
2: conventions yeah that's, that's a good answer I, I would like to have uh, a convention though but you know th- there's other outlets for exclusive toys you know here's the thing
3: though if there's no exclusive products to buy at the convention you don't have to wait in line yeah
4: because nobody's there
3: <laughs> Batman actor Kevin Conroy has been cast as Optimus Prime yay or nay
0: Yay.
3: Duran?
2: Eh. You know who Kevin Conroy is? I probably know him if I saw him. I don't know him by name. Oh my god.
3: He's the voice of Batman
4: from uh, Batman the Animated Series. Oh, tonight.
3: that him. Okay.
4: Literally Batman. He is the okay. Batman. No one else is Batman. Okay. There's an know him.
2: Okay. Uh, yay. I like that voice for him. I'm going to go with
4: no. Um, I I love Kevin Conroy, and it pisses me off if I play a video game or see one of the DC animated movies that doesn't use Kevin Conroy for Batman. Um, but I think he's so good at that, and that character is so different from what Optimus Prime is that uh, I wouldn't pick him for that. It doesn't mean he's,
2: you know, getting but It doesn't mean that Prime him. will sound like Batman. He can put different inflections on the voice. Yeah. But I only know him as Batman.
1: I, I say sure, why not? Well, then yeah, you're t- we uh, so then you're is.
2: typecasting him, and that's not fair. <laughs> I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm.
1: All right,
4: here we go. He, Has he's known for one great thing? Most people don't even have that. Yeah. All
3: right, here we go. Haslab announces their first Transformers project. It's a three foot long, almost two foot wide arc spaceship, at a cost of six hundred dollars. Do
0: you pull the I trigger? Just, I just bought two of them. You know. <laughs> You know, my I kid need one. My kid needs one too. I buy. Does two. it
3: transform? No, it's a playset. It's just a ship. I assume what? it's got some interactive stuff on it, though, right? I have one, one sealed and one open, so.
2: Mm-hmm. I, I'd be in for a That's buy. Twelve
3: hundred dollars. You're in for six hundred bucks.
2: Yeah. What size? It's, it's a huge. three feet
3: long, two feet wide.
2: Uh, so it would not scale well. I don't well <laughs>
4: I Honestly, I don't want to buy it, but I think I would just out of that pressure of I have to buy it type of thing.
3: The scale works works, uh, great with Creon figures. Um, Stephen Colbert has been cast as a Transformer. Who does he play? Oh, God. Oh, God. I, I have an answer already
2: soundwave No
1: Yeah I'd say Blaster. No, no, no. He's 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 all about, you know, talking and So yeah, I'd say Blaster.
2: Rat Trap <clears throat> Blue Rat Streak trap. Huffer Shaft mm. Huffer He's a smart ass. No, I would say
0: Blue Streak cuz he talks, he has jokes, he's uh I don't know.
3: Alright, here's a dangerous question. Conjects and Dura. If you're not familiar with that, here's what it is. It's from the comic books. When two Cybertronians fall in love, remember, Transformers don't have genders per se. Some examples from recent lore include Chromedome and Eject, Cyclonus and rewind.
0: Tailgate... Rewind.
3: It's Rewind. Oh, sorry. Just- Chromedome and Rewind, Cyclonus and Tailgate as well as Knockout and Breakdown. Your thoughts?
0: I'm in. Game on. I'm for
4: it. I don't see how it's they're, even an
2: issue. They're, they're, they're oh. Transformers don't have gender. They have appearance of gender, but they don't have gender. What difference yeah. does love, it is it make? love is love is love is love is love. Let it go. I don't sure, give a fuck.
4: Even if they did have gender, I wouldn't give a fuck. Go for oh, it.
3: Oh, man, the boards light up when you ask that question.
4: <laughs> yeah, because boards are stupid.
3: Yeah. Um,
4: boards were mad that Sting Thing is a girl that shows you some ignorance out there
0: Sting Thing rocks by the way everyone should go buy one or two go get Sting Thing let's see
3: name a drink served only at McAdams Old Oil Pub oh god I have one here it's called The Blurry Finish
2: The Blurry Finish
3: because Blur owns McAdams in the current storyline, so it's called the Blurry Finish.
2: Hmm. Night Viper's Venom.
3: Ooh, excellent! That is great. I'm gonna steal that one. I'm gonna steal that. Night Viper's Venom. That is great. Robert. Iron hides leaky juice. Ha!
1: <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> leak and
3: lubricant. Leakin' nice. lubricant. <laughs> Iron hides leaking lubricant. That sounds better. Stefan. <sighs>
2: yeah,
1: I, um, you're creative. Come on. Uh, yeah.
4: Creativity takes time. We're on the spot. Yeah, it
1: takes time. Yeah, we're on the spot. Just Peter a Parker, r- r- rum and
0: coke. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I have no idea. I don't know what what actual drink names are. Pina colada is an actual drink, right? Uh, yeah, but so, this is a drink that, that right, but that want. they would serve on Cybertron. I get it. Yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah, no, no. yeah, yeah. So uh, I have no idea
2: what about junky on goop.
3: Yeah, no. Junkie on goop. That's another one. That's great. Springer's delight. <laughs> <laughs> Shafter's cream. Yeah, a creamy shafter. Yeah,
0: <laughs> a buttery swindle. Hey, there was a there's a character named Jack Shot, right? So yeah. <laughs> oh
3: God, yeah, Jack, Shot. Jack Shot. Somebody,
0: Jack
2: Shot. Ate,
3: somebody at a Bacchon, I think it was like maybe two thousand one or two thousand two. Somebody made Vicon beer.
2: Vicon beer. Yeah. All right. Let's see. What about anti-electron? Unicron. Anti- anti-electron. There you go.
3: Um, a popular drink is
2: N'Jex in the story.
3: N-Jex. Uh All right, let's see. In early G1, several characters displayed unique abilities. Mirage, Trailbreaker, Skywarp, for example. Are these powers a mutant X factor, factor? Do they warrant a scientific explanation? And finally, in today's modern storytelling, with the popularity of mutants and humans and metahumans, do these types of abilities have a place within modern Transformers lore?
2: T-L-Z-R. Yes,
0: and Shockwave, Shockwave researched all that. He put all the outliers in that school of his, the, the Jaxian Academy or whatever it was, right? So, it isn't a mutant X-factor. It has been touched in the comics. It is something that needs to be explored scientifically.
2: Yeah. I'll go with I that. Think- uh,
3: now, here's something that we debated. We, we actually had a conversation about this at Hasbro one day. Um, it was between Andy Schmidt and I... And I was of the opinion that in certain, in certain points, there's people that have the same ability. There's cloakers like Mirage. He has the ability to cloak. There's other characters that can cloak. There's cloakers. There's warpers or teleporters like Skywar. And he said, no, these characters, these powers are unique to these
0: characters. Thoughts? I don't I think say- so. Go ahead, Peter. No, Rob, go ahead. I've been talking too much.
2: There is no <laughs> um, talking too much on a podcast. <laughs>
4: I, I think, uh, I don't think they're unique to that character. I see it as a, a very mechanical thing. So, like, I don't see it as like mutant powers or whatever. I just feel as a robot, as a machine, they can only use so many upgrades, they can only use so many things. And those are the abilities they have chosen that fit their personalities for whatever reason. It's like if you're playing a video game, you know, you can pick a few abilities, you can't pick them all. And so I think everybody has what they've chosen. And some are more evident than others, like, oh, I can go invisible or I can put up a force field. Some are like Braun, he's he's really short, but he's really strong. Y- you know, um that
1: that's how it works in my
4: mind. Unless again, you know, the comic explicitly states otherwise.
1: Yeah, I All think right. it's part of the character trait, it's definitely like you know, what's what's skywarp without teleporting, what's sound without us hearing, mm-hmm. you know. huh.
3: And you, and some of you believe that they choose these powers. Uh, I believe they're imbued with it.
2: I think, it is. I think so, too. Interesting.
3: I don't know
4: if they so choose does, it so much, but I, I get the feeling that if other people wanted that, maybe they could go and get that by losing lock, something of themselves. Lockdown
3: can go and take out Mirage's
2: invisibility.
4: Yeah, you know, he, he can swap around. I don't maybe. think anybody really bothers that too much.
2: but he, uh, so Lockdown that- is essentially the Mega Man of Transformers.
3: So does everyone have these powers and it's just a matter of time before they awaken?
0: I I think think not in my head it, canon, no.
2: I think it's just something no. like like what Sean said, they're imbued with, they're uh they're they're built with the the ability to do it, but there's a physical thing that allows them to do it. Like what- uh Skywarp has uh, has something that opens like a trans dimensional window that he can slide through in and out at will. You know. Uh, Interesting. Well, then Uh, Mirage has a way to to bend light around him to, you know, to become Uh, invisible.
4: Are Transformers built or did they evolve from a natural set of poison gears?
1: There's, Mm. uh, you know, there's.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, they can grow beards, can't uh, they?
3: You know, cold construct and uh, forge. So, um, but, you know, okay, let's uh, let's wrap it up with this question. I think this is a good one. Uh, Crossovers are usually conceived as two entities meeting one another. What about a crossover where two things are combined? For example, Mr. T not just meeting the Ghostbusters, but Mr. T being a Ghostbuster. What combines with Transformers?
1: Certainly not visionaries, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Back to the Future, Knight Rider, A-Team Van, Turtle Van, you know that's all stuff i like to see as far as you know making a transformer out of those okay
3: uh character wise let's let's focus on that because it kind of it kind of calls out mr t being a ghostbuster so it's like star wars and transformers the x-wing turns into luke skywalker does the knight rider kit car turn into michael knight
1: Mm. So yeah. you're saying like just,
3: the consciousness, the, and everything.
4: the consciousness would be put into like the spark of the transformer and actually what, be that character.
3: What would what would combine? What you know? Yeah, it's a Delorean that turns into a transformer. Okay, great.
0: So you're saying like Magnum so that, PI would be able to solve his cases a lot easier if he were a Ferrari that turned into a robot with a mustache.
2: No. <laughs> yeah. I'm
3: saying, does that work? I mean, yeah, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. Mr. T is still Mr. T, even if he's a Ghostbuster. He's just Mr. T. Think of it this way: Mr. T cast in a Ghostbusters movie. So cast a Transformer in in a movie. I
2: I uh, would like to see a transform. Uh, you know, if something um combines with Transformers, uh, like you know, Mr. T becoming a Ghostbuster. Uh, I would rather him not be a Transformer, but the Transformers exist in their world. I got As it. it were.
4: Transformers and Fast and the Furious. That totally isn't that works. essentially the F-
3: Michael Bay films. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you've got Tyrese, right? So you play the same character.
4: I, I'd have to watch Fast and the Furious.
3: I mean, the cars It's all about racing. Characters. That then you know at some point you're going to have Dom Toretto voicing a Transformer, and do you really want that?
0: <laughs>
3: I probably so, wouldn't watch it anyway, so...
0: Didn't he voice the Iron Giant? I mean, it's... it's... Yeah,
3: yeah, but basically all he said was Hogarth.
0: That's so. true. And Superman.
1: All right, Don Toretto as the Street Shark. Uh,
3: random question. I saw question. that video. <laughs> random bonus question. Vin Diesel has been cast as a Transformer. He's been given the option to play Grimlock or Optimus.
0: Grimlock. Grimlock. Grimlock.
4: Well, it has to be Grimlock because since it's a real voice or a famous person voicing them, they're going to kill him in the first episode. And <laughs> I don't know if they want to kill off Optimus Prime that
2: quick. So, I like I Marcus Gray's answer, Headmaster Mr. T or Headmaster T. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
3: See, that's where I think Hasbro could continue the headmasters line. They start licensing out things. So they have the Captain Kirk, the Mr. T, uh, the alien xenomorph headmasters that combine with the regular Transformers. You know, they're just the little heads that pop on.
2: Ryan Venge takes, I'm sorry, I, I apologize if I misread that, but. Golden Girls and Transformers. Blanche as Megatron's love interest. I would watch that.
3: If Blanche was a transformer, what would she be?
2: A Cadillac? No. No. She'd be, no. A, She'd be a shag wagon. <laughs> She'd be a Hummer. <laughs>
3: She'd be a Hummer. Guys, come on.
2: <laughs> no shag wagon.
3: <laughs> hmm. Golden Girls meets Transformers. What happened to the Golden Girls
0: Transformers? Yeah. I would watch G. that. The
3: Arthur with the Matrix of Leadership. Is that what, what happens there? <laughs> <laughs> Does hmm. every Transformer have a slot in their chest for the Matrix?
2: Blanche has only got a slot duty? in their chest,
3: Depends on on necessity of the story.
2: Yeah. Right.
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. Let's get out of here. All right. I should probably uh check on my kids. i I left them somewhere.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Mine's on the other
2: side of the room here. Get them out of the closet, man. They just
3: Well you put some newspaper down, they're fine. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. The, just refill their water bowl and they'll be fine. All right, guys. I hope you all have enjoyed this uh this episode of uh, you know, luck of the draw will come back. Uh like I said, we wanna try to come back to it at least once a month, maybe every other month. Um, you know, it's it's fun, it's random. Uh, and it's, it's off the cuff. I love, I love the question and answer type thing. It's really fun. Um, as always check out our sponsor CapturePrey.com. Great toys, great prices, great service. You can save even more with orders of $150 or more with free domestic shipping. And you also have the stasis pod, uh, which you can uh, hold orders, uh, kind of like other stores have. You can have orders shipped whenever you get to a certain amount. And, uh, uh, save money that way. Also, check out Ripped Apparel at rippedapparel.com. Uh, use the promo code on checkout, Pod and you'll save 10% on your order. That is to say, unless there's a better one already available existing on the website at the time. But sometimes, we're the best one. Yes, use it. Uh, pod is the... Uh, Uh, promo code for that and as always help support us at patreon.com slash tfylp without your help uh, we couldn't continue each and every week Um, you know it helps pay the bills and uh, really appreciate you guys without uh, without your support through patreon there would be no tfylp right now that's that important Uh, so thank you to each and every one of you who continues to support us each and every week Uh, you guys have any closing thoughts
3: Stonegate is neither a stone nor a gate.
2: Stargate is neither a star nor a gate. It is a gate.
3: Well, I guess it's more of a portal.
2: Yes. It's not a gate. once Once you close it, it won't reopen. Yeah. Who would want to pierce Brosnan? You know, that's a good question. (laughs) <laughs> mm. awkward silence somebody mm. here wants to that why
3: wouldn't you Pierce Brosnan Pierce Brosnan or Daniel Craig Daniel, Daniel Craig, Craig.
2: Craig. because Daniel Craig was in my favorite of the James Bond films and that was Skyfall that was my fa- my favorite all right, guys. I think we'll uh, wrap it up this week. Uh, thank you all for joining us uh, on TFYLP. We'll see you next time. Good night, everybody. Later.
0: Till all are one. Forever Destron. Bye.
2: P-F-Y-L-P. F Y L P.